0: Welcome to Now Let's Talk, the podcast with Vanessa Corwin and Kathleen Kahn. As the world opens up, we'll be talking to people about their experiences during COVID, as well as the joys and challenges of life beyond the pandemic. Hello, I'm Vanessa Corwin. And I'm Kathleen Kahn. It has been reported that homelessness in New York City has reached the highest levels since the Great Depression of the 1930s. Nearly one in every 106 New Yorkers is homeless. That's nearly 70,000 men, women, and children. Who's reaching out to help these individuals? With us today are Nicole Gomez and Melissa Kellys with the nonprofit organization Services for the Underserved. Ladies, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for
2: having us. I must, before we start, tell everybody how I met Nicole. Uh, It is definitely a New York story. I was on the bus going home. It was crowded, but I found a seat. That's when I overheard Nicole speaking to a man, obviously homeless, lying in the back of the bus. She told him to sit up in order for an elderly woman to sit down and began asking him questions like, did he have a place to sleep that night? She was so kind and relentless. She told him she could find shelter and even gave him her card. I was blown away by this act of kindness. uh, And I asked her, would you care to speak on on our podcast? So again, uh, Nicole, thank you. I'm curious, did he ever get in touch with you?
3: Well, he he got my card. He said he would call when he was ready, so he hasn't got in touch with me, but I've been looking out for him on my route home because I take that route home every day. So I've been looking out for him. But, you know, sometimes people there, they come when they're ready. So.
0: So, Nicole, tell us about your background and and why you chose this uh, particular career path.
3: Well, I'm 33 years old. I identify as an African-American Hispanic female and I've been involved in case management for a few years. So I've obtained my bachelor's last year from Toro College. So prior to that, I worked at FedCap and law offices helping people get social security disability. But I wanted to you know, be more in the workforce um, of actually helping people. I feel like it was a calling. And the best way I could help people was get people off the streets.
2: Now, how long have you been with the SUS services for the underserved?
3: Since May, it's been about six months and it's my first time in this field. I love it.
0: What do you actually do as a a case manager?
3: So as a case manager, what I do is I I provide support for the community, helping them with resources, addressing substance and mental disabilities or or mental health. So that's basically what I do. I go out, we talk to the homeless on the street, we try to get them into shelter, you know, and it's different steps. Everybody's a different person, but that's what we do. We provide services and resources for the homeless so that they can be safe because everybody should be safe in our city.
2: Yes, absolutely. Uh, do you have a certain area um, that is assigned to you to, to go to these people on the street or are you just out there?
3: Well, our organization is really, really big. And we usually have people covering, you know, different parts of the boroughs. But we mainly are in the, well, I am in the 125th Street area where there are a lot of homelesses over here on 125th and Lexington. And, you know, in this area, we go all the way to Fifth Avenue. We do First Avenue. So we just try to cover the Harlem area, the east side of the Harlem area. That's what we cover right
2: now. Uh, How long has the organization been when was it started? Do you know? 40 years ago. Really? So
3: we've been the service for the underserved has been here for 40 years. But SOS is just brand new and we we um basically help the homeless. Like we, we're out there, we're getting in touch with them. SUS also helps with other services and supports the homeless as well.
0: So Melissa, yeah, um, can you tell us, like I've looked at your website and uh, you provide a lot of services uh, for the homeless, uh, shelter access, things like that. So can you tell us a little bit more about what SUS, what services SUS uh, provides?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So, um, you know, the people who come to SUS, they come for a variety of like different services. And so, you know, we serve more than 37,000 individuals and families. And um, from those group of people that we serve, we provide services for people with disabilities, people in poverty, those that are facing homelessness, um, anyone who has like mental illness and substance use challenges. We have programs that provide services for like women and children who have experienced domestic violence, um, people living with AIDS and, and veterans. So to just come come back to your question about um, when was SUS fo- founded? It's we've been open since 1978, and um, you know we are one of like New York City's largest social service and housing organizations, and we have about a um, thousand eight hundred staff like in our agency.
0: Oh, that's big! Wow, yeah, the city, uh, the shelter system uh, is facing a number of challenges. Um, And I'd like to address this to both of you. What What do you see as the biggest challenge um, in terms of of the services that you're providing?
1: You know, I think one of the biggest challenges is, you know, I think what typically comes with outreach, right? Um, you know, with dealing with the challenges of like outreach and maybe clients who don't want to connect with services or maybe they aren't really receptive at that time. So I guess similar to like the individual that Nicole met on the bus, right? And so, you know, we've just kind of, um, just based on our experience, working with people um, in the mental health population, like it's very common that individuals, you know, fear judgment and change or, or the unknown in a sense, right? And so as mental health professionals, like, we're trained to meet the clients where they are at. And part of meeting them where they're at is, you know, kind of taking a one-size-doesn't-fit-all approach. So, for example, like, if we see a client during outreach and, you know, they don't really want um, services at that time, but let's just say they ask us for, like, a cup of coffee or something, right? We'll get them that cup of coffee because we we look at that as part of, like, starting to begin building that relationship because Mm -hmm. the next time we see that person like they may ask us you know like hey you guys know where I can go to apply benefits right and so from there the connection really increases so I think the challenge is for us you know we really want to help others but then it's also remembering that we have to meet them where they're at and they you know may have moments where they're not really receptive to like receiving services at that time of initially being connected
2: with us. And I imagine what Nicole said, you have areas that you keep going back to. So some of these people become very familiar with you and can feel uh, comfortable enough to talk to you. We're coming in on winter in New York City. You see people under blankets and boxes. If If they are willing, for to, to accept your help, do you, what facilities do you have available for them to go
1: to? So, typically, like you know, as Nicole mentioned, for example, with like our SOS program, which is Safe Option Support, it's a new initiative that just came up as of April, and this is from the governor. So, we have ongoing meetings where we're connecting with like DHS um, and different agencies, right? To, be able to support them with placement, um, use utilize safe havens. Um OMH is also beginning to explore different projects to be able to open up more housing units for us to be able to place more individuals at. So there's different things that are in place now, different connections that we have. And then there's also projects that are now initiating. Um and hopefully you know within the next year or so we'll have more um more units to be able to place these clients in. But we also do utilize in SUS, we have different housing programs. So we utilize our internal housing programs. We have, you know, other sister programs too that we utilize. So there's a big, you know, resource and connections with a lot of other agencies as well.
0: Is is your work at all affected by the influx of migrants, which Appear to be uh, further straining the already strained city shelter system.
1: So you know, currently we have about fifty-seven, I would say, asylum seekers like in our shelters at SUS, and you know, in our fiscal year, um, with the Department of Homeless Service, with the Department of Homeless Services, like their approved budget. You know at that time of course it didn't factor in you know these added expenses that have been incurred or like by providing services to migrant families um and so from those services it includes you know needing warm clothing toiletry sometimes like language transition translation services metro cards and foods so you know as an agency we are helping them as best as we can but i would just offer you know like for your listeners, if they would like to help and donate for any of those items, they can also reach out to our agency directly.
0: And and how can that, where can they do that? Is there a, a link, now, a website where they can go?
1: Yes. Yeah, so our website is s- sus.org, but there's also a direct email, which is info at sus.org.
0: Perfect. and let me just also ask you, um, what is the most rewarding part of your work from both of you?
1: Sure, yeah. I mean, I think for me the most rewarding part, you know, like I personally have been in this field for fourteen years. I started as a case manager and you know, from there, I've progressed into more of like a management um position and so you know I think the most rewarding part is really getting to know the clients right like really understanding their background supporting them around these services that they need connections that they've probably missed you know throughout their years and and just kind of keeping in mind especially those who have been in the system for a really long time we have we tend to um you know deal with a lot of the emotions and frustration and and all those things right so I think the most rewarding part is Really kind of starting to work with someone in not such a good space and being able to help them progress like on their goals and really just helping them
2: become a better version of themselves. You know, I think people in this city, when they do see homeless on the street, they always, mostly it's men that I see, very rarely women and children, but you always think, oh, they're druggies or, or alcoholics. And But is that always the case? Or are they just, you know, things are bad and they're one paycheck away from or able to pay their rent?
1: so funny that you say that right because I think that there is that stigma that it's you know most of the homeless are someone who's using drugs or substances right and I think Nicole could probably speak to this a little a little bit more based on her outreach but we have clients who are homeless and are working and probably just really don't have enough money to be able to pay their rent, right? We have clients who live in luxury apartments and it was just like one bad incident that happens and they lost everything, right? Where it could have been like a medical issue or or really, you know, like their first um mental health break in a sense, right? So it literally is for a variety of different reasons. But maybe Nicole can talk a little bit about maybe some of the clients that they've come across during their outreach because I think she actually has a few people on her caseload who are working and and it, and they have maybe no history of substance use or mental health at all.
3: I actually do have a a few clients. I have a client that actually is about to start working with us at SUS as a maintenance worker. So I'm so excited for him. He also just got received his Section 8 voucher. So we're going to help him look for an apartment. And, you know, this guy, I found him in Marcus Garvey Park, you know, sitting on the bench. And, you know, I I approached him. I talked to him a little bit about what was going on with him. And he basically told me, like, you know, he fell on hard times. And, you know, he had nowhere to go. He had a job, but he was sleeping in the park in in the nighttime. So, you know, I was like, you know, we can help you out with that. You know, if you have a job, you know, you're on your feet. He didn't have no substance, no, none of that stuff. He's just felt on hard times. But right now he's doing really good. He has an internship at the shelter he's in. Oh, wow. And that's only for six weeks. So we try to find something that could be more permanent. So he wow. just got hired with SUS. He's about to start the maintenance position. I'm very proud of him.
0: Wonderful. So-
3: yeah so everything is falling in place for him. We have a, a couple of other people that you know have started from, you know, having nothing and now you know they're getting their vouchers in order to get into shelters and stuff like that. So that's the most rewarding part for me. Seeing a client say, you know, Ms. Gomez, thank you. Thank you for, you know, helping me out. That that right there makes my whole day and wow. you know, I live for things like that. I love to help people. So that's what makes me want to come to work every day and want to continue to work with these clients because it's like it's that that's a gift in itself.
2: Well, you know, I saw that on the bus and what you're telling us now is not a surprise. You're amazing. I did have another question, though. Um, What is the uh, the ratio between men like you're talking about that now you're helping them get a job to women that are out in the street with or without children? But do you meet any of these women? It doesn't have to be a statistic. Just do you meet them?
3: We have women that that we have come to us and that they needed help, we, we put them into shelter, we have them working on you know their personal things that are going on you know there is mental health out there, but at the same time there's also people that just need help.
0: And, yeah. and how about uh, families, uh, what particular challenges do you face uh, working with uh, families.
3: So. SOS. We usually deal with the street homeless people, so mostly they're single individuals. But families, when we do get families that actually need help, we refer them to this place called Path in the Bronx, which they could they take families. Um, their family shelter. You go in there. You're able to bring your family. So we tell them, you know, they can go there for services or any other services they need that we can help them with. Here, we we help them with that also.
1: And just to add to that, also. Um, SUS does have um, shelters specifically that works with um, children and families. And so I would say like, as of August of 2022, um, you know, in well, in general, in New York City, there's been, in the shelter system, there's about 17,680 children and families in the shelters. And so we have a couple of shelters in SUS that service family and children,
0: are you guys in the face of all these challenges? Are you, are you hopeful for the future?
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say absolutely. You know, I think that part of being hopeful is being able to, you know, like focus and, and progress and motivate like possible positive action. Um, You know, I think that we all need support in some kind of way and, you know, one of our goals is to really instill that hope for others and remind them, you know, that it's never too late to become like that best version of themselves. So oh, yeah. that's something that we really try to, you know, keep in mind and keep at heart.
2: Well, you you guys are amazing. I'm so glad that I got on that bus and uh, experienced this. And uh, you are all an inspiration. You know, we we forget that there are people out there and we could be one of them at any time. Exactly. God something happens. Yeah. Thank exactly. you.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I recall in talking with you guys, I live on the Upper East Side and it's a pretty good neighborhood. But at one time there was, which is why I asked you about the families. There was a homeless family living in, an abandoned, an empty storefront. And it was a family. It was the two parents and a couple of small children, and they were all sleeping in boxes. I mean, it was so sad. And, uh, you know, people in the neighborhood kind of adopted them and, you know, would bring them like food and things. And uh, eventually they... I know I saw people that looked like they were from some social services um, organizations go talking to them and um, eventually they moved away. But that image really stuck with me for such a long time that, you know, that here in the this great city that we have, there are people who who are in these situations. And as you both of you said, you know, it could be any of us. Yep. You know, at any time, if you fall into the dire circumstances. So thank you both for what you do for yes, you and absolutely. your and your colleagues and your entire team.
2: We really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, now when we do see somebody out in the street, we can at least tell them uh, where to go, where to call. Yes. Do that. Yes. Exactly. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh. yeah you know and,
1: and again, we have we we have a lot of different services, right? So just aside from the homelessness, like we also provide services for like veterans, we provide services for you know New Yorkers who really just need like some short term case management and and support around like rental arrears and and just other prevention needs. so there's a lot of services that we do offer at s u s and it would be great if they can definitely check out our website and just reach out to us for, like, any questions.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't forget, if you or someone you know needs services, email sus at info at or call 877-583-5336. Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear from you. So please send your comments and questions to info at com, and check out our website at com. Stay safe and we'll see you next time.